What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Voice of Millennials podcast. It's back at it again, everybody. Yes, yes, we are back, people. So 20, we have been gone for just a little while, mainly, mainly because we like to have the whole crew here. And Brother Justin has been traveling, him and his wife, and they were celebrating their anniversary, uh, from what I know. So I'd also like to extend a happy anniversary to y'all. And um, Thanks so much happy anniversary, Justin. Wonderful power couple that we love, and you love to see. You love to see real love. You love to see true love. And uh, yeah, we appreciate Brother Justin and his wife. So, um, I guess Justin, yeah, I mean, we'll start with you. How was how was your trip? You know, how 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 did things go? Oh, man, so uh, since the last time we were all together, we've actually uh, celebrated our fifth anniversary, my wife and I, uh, along with both of our birthdays. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, both of us are born in January, so uh, December through January is a pretty uh pretty busy time uh for for the both of us um just you know our with the events emily number one fan gotta shout you out how you doing emily good to see one fan number one she's on every time i think you might have hit our uh alerts emily to just see every time we go live um we appreciate that yeah. And we need more Emily's. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's what we've been up to. Just doing that, getting the new year, you know, going strong, uh, you know, getting the vision laid out for what we want to accomplish. Um, we checked off a bucket list item this year starting off. Uh, we spent 10 days in Nigeria. And um, man, that was that was an incredible experience. Uh, just, just loved every minute of it, man. Amazing, amazing. Well, it's yeah. good to be back, and we're good that y'all had a good time and everything. And um, yeah, we we um, we we we're trying to get into a uh, a, a, a kind of a, a a routine, but we're also trying to come up with very interesting and hot discussions. You know, yes. because that's what we do here. We are. The reason why we called this the voice of the millennials is because we do have a generation that is unapologetically who they are, but because they receive a lot of judgment, especially from older the older generation, uh, most of the time they they are just who they are, but they're really quiet about it. And um, in, in in like in in years past, it's been kind of just normal for people to do. Accept the abuse, accept the mm -hmm. negligence, accept the mistreatment, and just you know keep it trucking. But some things especially need to be addressed. And sure. um, you know, even when we're talking about church, especially talking about church, because we are very heavily. Hold on, hold on Philip. Hold on, Philip. Before you continue, uh -oh. ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement to make. Uh -oh. Let's announce. Philip uh -oh. Ross. Philip Matthew Ross. Well, yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Out to be a father, everybody. Yeah. We cannot skip that. <laughs> we can't. We can't just hop over that. My yeah. my youngest brother, as bald as he may be, is about uh -huh. to. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. my guy. Him and Naomi, they man, I'm so happy. About to be an uncle. We are are expecting our um our promised baby in June of 2022, and we promised baby man. it is. 
We cannot be more excited. I have a sermon actually that I will be speaking on the 27th that I'll kind of go into some of how, why, why I call her our promised baby. But yes, Johanna Symphony Ross will be her name and she will make her arrival in June. And we are yes, beyond excited, man. That's and, my niece, y'all. So I'm, I'm happy to share this news with everybody here. And um, yeah, getting into getting into the rest. Um, yes, sir, those swimmers swam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Target. Hey Bill, they jumped that egg. They said, "Hey, there we go." <laughs> there he go, man. Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> but um, we're gonna, we're gonna provide some some commentary today, and um, just kind of address some things because. In in the world today, there is uh, there is kind of like there's this movement. Of, yes, yes. Of what you could say, red pill thinking. Uh, you have that movement, and then you have the movement of the, the of what has been the patriarchy of the world, and uh, mm -hmm. the the two kind of contrast each other and, and clash a lot. And we're just gonna, we're we gonna provide some commentary today because I saw something scrolling through Instagram. Here's this man I follow. His name is Honest, Honest Youth Pastor. I really like his his post and how yeah. it, it, it provokes engagement and it gets people talking. But the best part that I like about him, um, I may not agree with every single thing he says, but uh, the best part I like about him is that he always loves to push a respectful dialogue between two different groups Absolutely. of people. Absolutely. Same or not, he is all about respect. You can say your, you can say your opinion. You will have the space to say it, but you've got to be respectful. Be godly. We got them. So I came across this on his Instagram where he posted about a man named Brian Suave. I am not um, too familiar with Brian Suave. I, I have heard his name a couple times before. But um, what I do know is that he is an, an unapologetic um, conservative pastor. Um, he, he, he founded a classical school and everything, and he makes music for the new Christendom. And um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a father of five. And, um, and like I said, he's a pastor and he's very active on uh, social media, especially Twitter. He is not afraid to share his opinion at all. And the other day um, he shared this opinion where he said, there is no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures of yourself in low cut shirts, bikinis, bra and underwear or anything similar ever. Hmm. Not to show your weight loss journey, not to show your newborn baby, not to document your birth story. Um, now, this this tweet went viral on Twitter. Like, if you just type in Brian Suave on Twitter, you will see just a thunderstorm of tweets, uh, of quoted retweets too. I think he had easily like eight thousand quoted retweets, and that's a lot when it comes to Twitter. Uh, like, no, actually, it's up to uh, twenty one thousand retweets. Uh, in the yeah. last day, in the last day, it jumped twelve thousand retweets, and over twenty-one million people have viewed it. Crazy. Yep. So, and and, and it's um, it, it's it, it's very interesting just to see because like, and, and I I didn't get to scroll through like all of the comments and everything and all the all the retweets, but you know you got people that obviously support him, and then you have people that are completely on the other side. Now, judging based off of this tweet, like I can um. And the, the the one thing I like about him is that he does double down on himself. <laughs> he, he 
Uh, one, one tweet he says here, and I quote, he said, Christianity gives dignity to womanhood that the, de that the demonic counterfeits lack. Women are God's image bearers, the glory of man. Strength and honor are her raiment. She bears the Lord in her womb. She is life giver, mother of all living. She is radiant. There is dignity in Christ. Now, I feel like if he would have led with that tweet, it probably would have been received just a little bit better than just coming right out and just saying, there is no reason for a woman to post this. There is no reason for a woman to post that. And the reason why I say that is because the notion that is widely conceived from the people that have responded to Brian Suave, majority of the people that responded to him said something to the effect of, we shouldn't, and it was women, we shouldn't have to do such and such so that a man doesn't sin or that a man is not tempted or no man should tell me what to do. And that, that's kind of mostly uh, the, the consensus when it comes to the replies um, that, you know, he got. Now, so I mean, I'll, I'll read you some of the replies. One guy, he, he was, uh, he was, he was, I guess, kind of, it might, might be a guy. Yeah, it's a guy. He said, Dear Brian, just because you can't scroll Twitter without a vat of whale oil under your desk doesn't mean the rest of us lack self-control. I saw that. <laughs> uh, 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 one lady said, um, so the next time some alleged Christian tells you that women, half the human half the half of the human race, are the source of men's problems, it's worth asking what those men are doing to take responsibility for their own action. Your duty is to God. Your duty to God is yours alone. She also says, I feel bad for all the women who have to exist alongside men who fundamentally disrespect their humanity like this. Many of those women internalize these messages that their God-given bodies are shameful. They live in oppression and fear. So just based off of these replies and what I have read, y'all, Caleb, I'll start with you. Give, give us some commentary about what, what you think, like, like what comes to your mind when you when you see this tweet that Brian Suave made, and then you hear or see some of the replies that he got, what what is your opinion? Like, just just com just give us some common derivation. <laughs> so, where do I start? Wow. Um, no, so let's start with the first tweet. The first tweet that he made that prompted over twenty one million people viewing his account, and he also had several several verified accounts comments so you know people that are on the level of you know the rock and whoopi goldberg and people like that um and uh side note with whoopi goldberg the comments you made about my jewish ancestors are absolutely insane you deserve what you got anyway let's continue so the first problem i had was what he said was um it's coming from a very patriarchal view and it's coming from purity culture, the purity culture we were taught as a child. Yeah. Essentially, women are like it was always women are the best. Women are the greatest. Right. But at the same time, women are men's temptresses. Men, women are always are, are always the evil one. I saw this uh, video on TikTok. I can't I don't have time to go find it right now. But it was of this guy who was probably a uh, who's a, probably a Pentecostal. And he says, you want to know what the biggest threat to a man is right now? You know, and he's saying this, you know, Southern draw voice. Uh -oh. He's I tell you right now, it's her. Oh, it's her. 
Because wow. every time she he goes out there in the world, all he sees is flash, you know, and he just went on a rant about how women should cover up their bodies. My problem with all of this is if you are speaking to Christians, I guess it's okay. But but yeah, you, need, you need to leave out the part where women are responsible for men's lust because what we were taught, all the, th the three of us were taught when we were kids was men are the greatest, men are in charge, all of this stuff, right? We're, sure. we're powerful. The woman, you remember, you remember, Philip, you remember, especially in our church, we grew up. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weaker vessel. You remember that? Mm -hmm. The woman is the weaker vessel. So and when you know, tell you know, us, that, you know what's crazy about statements like that is when they're it, the crazy part is they're said in church and then it just it, it, it's followed by a roar of amens. Thank yeah. you. Wait, 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 wait. Like, Keep in mind the large portion of the congregation is women. Thank you. Because well, statistically, women make up more of the church than men. Well, they make up more of the world than men. Population of the world. <laughs> exactly. They make up more. So the thing is, is we were told women are the weaker vessel. Men are stronger. Men are stronger. This is why men are only allowed to be in positions of leadership. This is why you get the drift. Emily hit it on the head right there. there yep. were, women are always told to be seen, not heard. Exactly. Sure. So sure. Then, then you tell us all of that, especially as men, and then you tell women that. And women are like, okay. And then you hit them with yeah, men are really powerful, but they well, cannot control their peen whenever they're around women. <laughs> How confusing is that? You mean to tell me I am so powerful, I am great, and I am in charge. I'm great. But, and but whenever a woman is showing a look, is wearing just simple jeans, Daisy Duke shorts, or tank top, you're telling me that that is my kryptonite, and I'm just gonna. You know, but, I can't control myself. Like she, she's the weaker vessel. But she's the weaker vessel. But apparently you don't have self-control. So then she has to alter her image and her appearance just so that you can have some kind of self-control. Because as we know, what a woman wears doesn't necessarily dictate a man's action. I'll tell you this. The country I just came from, from deployment, the women over there get raped just as much as the women here. And Come on. And those women are wearing burkas. Oh, my you goodness. Can't see, you can't see a shape of their body. But Go for on. some reason, those women are still being raped. I wonder why. Is it the women's fault? Do they need to be more modest? Apparently, it's the women's fault, and they need to be more modest. Right? Apparently, apparently, you're wearing a whole potato sack, and homies still can't control themselves. So what do women have to do for you, Brian Suave? What? Like, here's the thing. I, I don't get it because <laughs> women have done so much to still be treated like garbage. Here's where all of this comes from. It comes from instead of a instead of men viewing women as humans and as children of God, they're viewing women as sexual objects. And and, and uh, the weaker vessel. They, 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 and they, the weaker they, vessel. They, they view them as less than because and they always use this 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 model. Oh, the man is supposed to be the leader, and the woman is supposed to be. The... First of all, we need to we need to we need, we need to realize that when we go back to the beginning of creation, God never intended for Eve to be the weaker vessel. He intended for her and Adam to do 
One mission. Well, can can I can I insert just really quickly here? It's not, and I, I don't want to throw the conversation off because we might hit, end up here later. But it is not the man is the leader and the woman is the follower. No. It is the husband is the leader. That is so oh, man. Man. That's a very important distinction. How many times has a has a woman that is way past, you know, being in the parents' house and whatnot? She's in her 30s, she's hyphen age, and people are saying, Yeah, you still need a man to be over you. For that what? woman lives by herself. She makes eighty thousand dollars a year. What do you mean she needs a man to be over her? She needs to yeah. submit. And she has to what? Right? Random man. Because yeah. when submit you to what? When you teach these women that they have to, you know, that they have to be subservient to a man, and it's not being subservient, it's not supposed to be you are subservient to a man. Uh, or so, so they, it's almost like women are passed around. So it's like, oh, well, you are under your father's authority. And if you don't have, th then you end up having, in many cases, ministerial abuse because then the, they have to be under their pastor. So you'll have a lot of women, especially if their families aren't saved or their fathers are not saved, which in many cases, uh, that is, you know, what yeah. the situation is. So now they, they over submit to their pastors. Mm -hmm. You know, the, it's always this feeling like anytime a man is, is in their presence, they feel like they need to cower down. And while and I'm not, honestly, this sets women up to be manipulated. Well, absolutely, it absolutely does. And you know, I'm I'm not a I, I'm not saying for women not to have respect because I do feel like in this day and age, a lot of women do not respect men. Mm -mm. No, and but, that's the other one that the coin that we're going to talk about later. And we'll talk about that later. But I I I do believe that one of the errors. It seems like there's just not enough of a middle balance. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I know right now we're talking about lust, and I'll wait my turn on that. But I just wanted to throw that in there that it's not women submit to men, it's wives submit to your husband. And if we would, we'll talk about that later. But I, I think that's an important distinction to make, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue the conversation later. And, and yeah, we're, I mean, we are, we are going to talk all the top tackle, tackle the uh, the more theological aspect of, 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 of what, um, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the the covenant, especially between a man and a woman, should be. We might, it, I mean, that in itself could be its own episode. Like we can we can literally make a whole episode about marriage and what um, the Bible says. But what but what we're not going to do is is sit up here and and condone the the toxic treatment, no. the objectification. Yeah, and the objectification, and especially in the form of patriarchy. Well, we ain't going we ain't going to go for that. But um. You know, going back to the whole Brian Suave thing, uh, when I when I look at what he said, um, like like I said, I feel like if he would have went about it a different way, it would have been received differently. Because how he made it sound was that there's no reason that a woman should post herself on social media or show skin uh, or excess skin of that matter because of men. Mm -hmm. that's not that like, no, that, like that's, that's completely incorrect thinking. Be, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why is because Jesus himself, and I have, we have said this on the podcast many times, Jesus himself, when it came 
to women's appearances and men's lust for women, Jesus never addressed the women. No, he didn't. He always addressed the men because yep. we, we we always go for this, you know, Old Testament type. Thing. And that's really where patriarchy really originates is because they, they try to do things Old Testament way. You know, they let me try have, have, they try to have their cake and eat it, too. Exactly. So but and, and, that, and that thinking has has led to a very toxic patriarchy because Jesus said, if you look on a woman to lust after her, you the one that sinned. You're like you're the one in adultery. That, that has nothing to do with her. That's that's you. You're in adultery, not her. Now, if he would have went about it the way that he tried to respond after he did this the wrong way, if he would have went, went about it and been like, ladies, there is dignity in being a woman, right? That you don't have to prove anything. You don't have to dress a certain way to please me. You don't have to dress a certain way so that men don't do this. You should dress to please one person, and that's God. Almighty God. You should, you should, you should present yourself in a way that pleases God. Mm -hmm. and God. And God doesn't deal in no trash. He doesn't deal in... in, in um. In, pro in promiscuity, God deals with uh, dignified queens. That that that's godly women are like you. You can just you can spot them from a mile away. They look like queens. They present themselves like queens. And we ain't even gonna get into the whole articles of posing like women. You must wear long skirts and they gotta be below your knees at least two inches. Like no, no zippers on your skirts. Here's my thing, Philip. Here's my thing. We didn't even think into that. So, 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 the, so my other problem with him is that not only does this come from a very patriarchal and very in a purity culture, toxic purity culture standpoint, but it also comes from a very um, the conservative evangelical standpoint in which um, if you haven't noticed in the last two, three years, conservatives have been alluding to that they want a theocracy. Oh, yeah. They won't say it. I mean, really, they always have wanted a theocracy yeah they've always be, because because think about it like when, when you listen to missionaries speak when you listen to people talk about missions and everything what are you what are they asking for world domination Pretty much. everybody needs to be a christian all of our legislation needs to be legislated from a christian standpoint yeah like like we need to run our uh, the world every every country their laws must align with the laws of of leviticus and, and deuteronomy and like like first of all First of all, if we were to have a theocracy, it would literally go against the very nature that God created the earth and created humans with, and that is free will. Exactly. And the thing is, is, is it, it's really confusing because those people at the same time tear down, again, I was just in this country, tear down the people of the country that I was just from, tear down those people, say that they're evil. Those people have a theocracy. Those people, people don't understand that Christianity yeah. and Islam are kind of the, are like, Running neck and neck with how they treat their, with how they treat their women, with how with the rules that they legislate. But the difference between Islam and Christianity, Islam is a state-sponsored religion that everyone has to follow. If you live there, you have to follow it. It doesn't matter if you're a pagan. Doesn't matter if you're, um, if you're uh, a Buddhist. You have to be is. You have to be a Muslim, or bad things gonna happen to you. And so the thing is, is, is we like to say, oh, the Muslims are really, really bad, but you want the same thing here. It makes no sense. My issue, and I'll, I'll finish up with this. My issue, also another issue is that 
is that he's speaking to people who don't believe what he believes. Mm-hmm. You're speaking to your own church and y'all all agree that this is what y'all believe. Y'all believe that women should never wear bikinis. Women should never take nude-ish maternity photos and all of that stuff. Great. That is y'all's hive mind. Do it. Freedom of religion. You can believe whatever you want. But when you make that statement towards people who don't believe what you believe, and you're pretty much telling them, I don't care what you believe. I don't care that you're not a Christian. You need to live life the way I tell you to live, or you're just a terrible piece of garbage. I don't agree with that. Yeah. And really, even if even if you were speaking to this in your little circle of people, what that does is it 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 it, it, it infects people with that toxic like thinking and what happens is then those people go out into the world and then they spread that same exact thing as if it's gospel around the world and then people check them and tell them no 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 that's not how it goes and then you have and then you have people from different denominations who don't necessarily believe that and then yeah. these people walk up to them Pentecostals I'm talking to you walk up to them in their arrogance and say you're going to hell and it's yeah. like they're like, I accepted Jesus as my personal savior. I have the Holy Ghost. I repent every day. I read my Bible. What are you talking about? And it breeds a whole lot of confusion. And, but- uh, so, and, and so, so before I pass it to Justin, I also want to say this. We are in no way necessarily like sponsoring or co-signing um, um, uh, a, a, like a promiscuous lifestyle. We are not sponsoring that type like we, we ain't like that we're, we're not saying that women should put on a two-piece and go on the beach and show everything she got we are not co-signing or sponsoring that what we are saying is that we as men cannot make laws on women so that we don't fall so that we can have some sort of self-control so justin now let's, let's get your thoughts and your commentary from from what you saw him post and then what the, the response that he got and anything else you kind of want to just tie in there. What, what's, what's your thoughts? All right. So I'm, I'm probably going to be a little edgy here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, let's start with this post. So his initial post, um, I halfway agree and halfway don't. Yeah. yeah. And here's, here's the thing. So I think to say hardcore, there's never a time that a woman should take photos um that are revealing i i disagree mm-hmm. um and so you can't put a hard no never right yeah um because there are situations where it's it's fine like if someone's taking a, a photo while they're giving birth like that's a special moment for them for their family blah 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 blah, blah. um as a married man since this is the month of love I kind of like if my wife sends me some hello. photos like hello. <laughs> Thank you. Um oh, I'm so, saying I was out of town for a whole for a whole entire week last week. And as a married man who who mind you, I love my wife's body. Okay. I'm not I'm not he is a Ross. I'm Let's not one of those. your ears, Caleb. I'm not the I'm not the kind of man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not the kind of man that'll go and, and on a, on a week vacation, and, uh-huh. instead, and instead of yearning for my wife, I go on the internet instead. But I'll yeah. continue. continue. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, I, I I agree with you, man, and and that's what I'm saying. So 
I think that, and, and then so let's let's tackle this next part of like, and it's already been said, so I don't want to beat a dead horse too much. But this whole idea of women not do, don't do don't dress this way because men are going to lust after you if you dress this way. Okay, like like Caleb said, it they can literally be wearing sheets. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing: I used to have an extremely terrible lust problem, and I was in a church where women wore clothes from head to toe. And here's the thing. We will imagine it. Mm. If you can't see it, we will imagine it. Exactly. And exactly. and let's be honest. It, it, like, if you if we would focus more on having self-control and some of you being delivered, like, we wouldn't have these problems. Because today, I, a woman can shake her booty in front of me. And it I, it's not like... You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and furthermore, I'm, I'm going to push the envelope even further. Push it, sir. Let me push it. So so there's two arguments we made here first. So his second comment, I agree with wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. that, like there is, there is, there is absolutely a level uh, of queenness, if you will, a royalty that should be about women. And women should have pride and dignity about themselves, right? So like, if you are putting yourself out there as an object, you can't be upset with men objectifying you. That's another good argument. So, another very you know, argument. like, if you're taking sexy photos and people are looking at you sexually, that's your fault. Like, you can't... You, like, you, you, you put you, it out there for that. that. Yeah, you put that in the world. Like, that's... Yeah. So... You know that's that's one thing. However, um, at the same time, I mean, like I don't particularly think that there's necessarily anything wrong with a woman if she wants to show a little cleavage, or if she wants to show her shape, or if she wants to show her legs, or whatever. Like there's a there's a line right where it stops being classy. And yeah. it, it, you get there. There is a line there where it kind of becomes a you know a bit much, um, but honestly, like okay, if a woman's going out to go swimming, like do we seriously expect them to wear jean skirts and a t-shirt? Like, thank you. I mean, come on, really? Like you're setting them up to drown? <laughs> like really? So and, and I know they're like clowns. Yeah, there are some people who are going to watch this and they're going to be upset. They're not going to like what I'm saying, and that's fine. Do what suits you and suits your relationship with God. But I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with someone wearing a decent bathing suit. No. You know, and it, it doesn't have to be your grandmother's bathing suit. Like, there's, again, there is a line. There is a line of what something that's modest or immodest. But at the end of the day, you know, um, I don't think men should be making these rules, especially when you don't want them to post it on your Facebook, but then on your next browser tab, you have Pornhub. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, that that's another thing that, oh, I mean, we can easily address. Like, way more people deal with it than obviously meets the eye. Many more pastors, preachers deal with it than meets the eye because nobody knows that you watch porn. Right. Like that's something yeah. you, that well, you do private. We'll check this out. We'll check this out. I know so many women right now, 
like, you know, Christian women who have told me that the amount of the, the amount of solicitation that they get from Christian men and not just your, your regular run of the mill, you know, Christian guy that goes to church preachers. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have a really good friend of mine. But she, she, she sent me a, a screenshot of a supposed preacher who sent her a Snapchat and said, hey, how does your body look? And she shut it down like, bro, what are you doing? Man, I, I will go this far. I know I have a friend of mine um, who told me that after a service, the preacher literally stepped down. My friend's a singer. And stepped after service there, you know, in the back, the, the people that were worshiping that night uh, on stage, that is, and the preachers and all that. And the preacher had got done prophesying and laying hands on people and everything, got to the back of the church and got my friend in a corner and was and was soliciting my friend to meet uh, at his hotel room after the service. Mm -hmm. and it, my and friend's a, hold up, hold up. My friend's a man. <laughs> I, I saved that part for the last one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that man hit us with the bomb like that. <laughs> so, so the point I'm making is when people, <laughs> when people have lust issues, they have lust problems. And so women, look, like I, they shouldn't be doing it. Don't do something to make men lust, right? Yeah. But also, yeah. modesty should not be so men don't lust. Yeah. Like, men have nothing to do with the equation at the end of the day. This men. is about your... Yeah. Right. This is about you and your relationship with God and the way that you want to portray yourself in the world. Yeah. The way that you want to be seen by everybody. Men are not. Right? Yeah. So if if I if if I'm a woman and I do think of myself as a queen, right? Like there are certain things that queens don't do. There are certain things that queens don't let people see because you only because if I'm a queen, then only certain people have certain accesses to me and to certain parts of my life. Exactly. So what we really have to also have a discussion about is maybe we should stop calling every woman a queen. But never mind. Let's, let's no, 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 no. Let's dive into that for like 45 seconds, okay? Every man is not a king. Nope. woman is not a queen. Period. It's the attributes and the mentality that sets apart queens and kings from pawns and peasants. You know, it really is. Like, no funny stuff, but like you're what you do, how you present yourself, and also how you treat people. Because you exactly. can't be a king or a queen and treat people bad. Don't nobody want to under under nobody like that. And then that also leads into the whole thing where, like, if a man doesn't act like, well, a man should, and I mean, we can go without that. Could be an episode all in itself about how men should be in order to classify themselves as leaders, kings, and husbands. Um. If a man does not present himself in a king-like manner, which if you don't if you don't know what that is, I implore you to go and look at Genesis and go and see what God told Adam to do. 
with the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Read that and then come back to me. And that, yeah, that's, that's how, that's how you be a king. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, uh, hold uh, up, hold up. Uh, I, I, let me just throw something in there. Yes, you said what Adam was told to do with the earth. Now check this out. Check mm -hmm. this out. So the Bible says in Genesis chapter two that God that God made the man's body out of the dust of the earth. But he told them in Genesis one twenty six, right? He told them to have dominion over the earth. Mm -hmm. So so maybe um, conquering lust is a part of our dominion. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, no, no, that's a word right there. That's a word. That's a word. <laughs> Because, because, it, because it, it does say conquer and subdue. If you can't subdue your own emotions, your own proclivities, your own peregrinations. Oh, come on, no, Jones. You ain't a king. Nope. You, you can't, you, 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 you cannot, you never see uh, any kind of successful king that can't control himself that has no self-control because if that's the case all the kings that have failed in the past are people that have always tried to just conquer the entire world because they can't control themselves and be content where they at man that's that's look listen this is a deep that's a deep subject in itself that we going to tackle it another day <laughs> but today today yeah we do want we do want to tackle the whole red red pill thinking of patriarchy oh well, caleb had something he was, he was oh, so, so my thing is this as a man, um, like, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to be transparent. I am probably the, the horniest of them all, okay? Uh -oh. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to be real. Like, that's just Paul, me. Paul said I'm a chief sinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but here's the thing. I can be on Instagram scrolling, and I see a woman with a BBL or whatever. And I'm nice. And I keep scrolling. Okay, but but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Not. sorry, but I have. All right, I'm so I have to. I'm sorry. I got <laughs> but most of okay. Will y'all please stop getting fake vibes? Please, uh, it's so dumb. And and don't get me wrong. I don't have a bone in the game. I love my wife. I I don't I don't need nobody else. I'm not. But I'm just saying though, like there's something out there, right? That's called like waist and hip ratio to your derriere. And what I'm trying to get you all to realize is you guys maybe don't have the frame to handle what you're trying to put on it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not matching up is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> no, not here. From the waist down, you look like the letter P. <laughs> you look dumb. So, so well, my thing is, that's I'm sorry. I had to get that out. I'm sorry. So, so my thing is simply this. I can see a really, because here's women, here's the thing. We notice. I notice, especially me. I notice. We know. But we the know. thing is, is. We're all men. I can see, I can see a real fine, yeah. I can see a real fine woman dragging that wagon. And <laughs> I don't feel the need to go home and masturbate to the thought of her. No. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. Okay, no, I'm no, just saying it's, it's, I can, it's, it's called self-control. Sure. <laughs> Whenever it's, it's, I see a woman again dragging the wagon, I don't have some hellacious feeling that I need to go jump on her. No. I'm just gonna oh, 
Nice. And then I go about my business. Yeah, but, but but to, to go to go back to the scripture where Jesus said, whosoever looks upon a woman to lust after her. He said, whosoever looks upon a woman. So we look, we see. It's what we do with what we see that makes us who we are. Let's do that. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's break it down. Because he said what we, we, we miss. He's, he doesn't say whosoever looks upon a woman. He says whosoever looks upon a woman to lust after her. Your intention is to look like it's 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 what you do it's your and and i i noticed this thing all throughout jesus's teaching he's always going for the heart over half of the parables jesus taught were about money but they weren't about the actual money the tangible object object it was yeah. about the heart of the person with the money so as as Christians today are sitting up here making rules about what you should do, what you shouldn't do, you can't do this, you can't wear that, you can't do this, you can't wear that. If your heart is not in the right place, you are doing all that in vain. Thank you. Because as, as Jeff Arnold said yes. long time ago, and I know a lot of people don't really like him, but he said a woman can dress like a like the perfect Pentecostal and be a witch on the inside. Exactly. So so let's let's go. Let's go. Let's be honest. How many many are? How many people have or women have dressed right mm -hmm. that come up pregnant? Uh, hello. With no hair. Um literally every single one of them. How many times have we seen and it was all you know this this come up in church where the women dress right it's the men you know, and the men aren't supposed to lust after them, but you yeah. know, um, the drummer got them pregnant. Mm -hmm. The youth pastor got them pregnant. The deacon, like the deacon, got them pregnant. The pastor got them pregnant. And let's be honest, I know we love to talk about dressing right and all this kind of stuff, but skirts go up much faster than pants come down. Mm -hmm. They sure do. Also, also from what I have seen. Skirts are no better than pants. But let's, whew, oh my goodness. Unless you are wearing a curtain from your grandma's house. But let's talk, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. What is the main scripture that people use to justify that you should wear skirts and not pants? Uh, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women <laughs> shall not wear a garment that pertaineth to a man. Stop right there. Okay. Uh -huh. Now, let me break this down. If anybody's watching this and y'all think that I just don't believe in modesty, first of all, stop assuming stuff. I do believe in modesty. Stop playing. I believe, I believe it, it dignifies a woman, but modesty is not just for women. It's for men, too. But I'll, uh, I'll get there later. I'll get there later. I'll I'm going to read something. Philip, I'm going to read something after you say that. That scripture written in the Old Testament is Deuteronomy, I believe, or Leviticus. One of the yep. two. The Torah, basically, you know. Um, when was pants invented? Uh, back in the nineteen, like between like the nineteen twenties to like the nineteen forties, I think. Has anyone ever heard of pantaloons? Pantaloons. <laughs> I, I've not heard of that, but I have heard of uh, culottes. Right. Okay. So, so when you look it up, if you go back 
even to maybe more medieval times or, you know, where European is a more dominant, the more dominant culture. Um, uh, you know, they would have the big fancy dresses, right? They'd go out the ball gowns and all of that. They would have the wire under all that. Underneath, that? they had on pantaloons. pantaloons. <laughs> and that's where we get the word pants from, which were the first recorded reports of trousers were made by 6th century BC. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're telling me. Now, and, and here's my problem. I'm not questioning necessarily the validity of the fact that women should be modest and that women should wear skirts. If you really want to wear skirts, you wear skirts. It, yes, please, please do. I just hate when people use out of context scripture to justify yes. something like this. You should not just use a script. Like, even though you, even though, yes, we believe modesty is right, and you believe that skirts. Uh, kind of help eliminate that that fine line between modesty and immodesty because that, yeah some people really do think that I think I think that they can but you see some skirts that I see Kim Kardashian wearing skirts sometimes mm-hmm. are you gonna tell me she's modest mm-hmm. hmm. can somebody with a straight face tell me that she's modest because I saw a picture of her wearing a skirt mm-hmm. it, it's oh. the thing is is it's 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 really just about well, it's it's about what honestly, the reason Christianity is such a in such a foyer right now between everybody's just pitted against each other is because we are taking subjective things and make it and trying to make them hard line rules. Yep. Yep. And and that's what's really killing people. Because I've talked to many apostolic women. And ugh, that sounds so terrible. I've talked to many women about this subject. <laughs> and Hey, you talked to many of them, but you ain't married. Something's wrong. Anyway, um, don't hate to play, hate the game. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I've talked to women, I've talked to Pentecostal women about this subject, and every single one of them, talk, told talk, me, bro. they have told me they're like, it's not a heaven or hell issue. Oh man, it's not. But, that is a big thing, but whenever we come to the to the context of it isn't a heaven or hell issue many people use that mm-hmm. as like a crutch to just live wild you know so and and that and that's just me playing devil's advocate you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so yeah. what i'm trying to say is, is 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 who are we me you justin whoever who are we to tell a woman that their way of expressing themselves is against the bible uh, well, when it so- comes to clothing like yes, in our in our opinion, we may be like, I don't like that. I don't think that's holy enough. Mm-hmm. But to them, in their mind, they're like, I don't see an issue with it. And I'm not talking about like you know wearing crop tops to church. Simply wearing pantsuits. Women wearing you know blouses like semi low cut blouses, stuff like that. Like nothing crazy. Like I've never seen nothing. The things I have seen women get quote unquote jumped for in church was absolutely absurd because it wasn't that big of a deal because people think, well, if you allow them to do that, then they're going to come into church in a crop top and booty shorts. Yeah. 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 Not really. But, but but also like, all right, I don't want to get off subject, but so what if they do 
what if they do? Like, I know, I, I feel like sometimes when it comes down to dress, especially when we're talking about it in the context of church services, that maybe in, 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 in more conservative circles, mm-hmm. we, we cre- end up creating an atmosphere that is not welcoming to anybody who doesn't already look like us. Yes. And then and, if they if they get saved in church, they are rushing you to apply to to uh, abide by a certain dress code. Otherwise, were you really saved? Right. You know, and and you, I mean, the Holy Ghost. I know there's a Holy Ghost, but I've never heard of holy clothes. Yeah. Because it's like like Philip mentioned earlier, Jesus always dealt with the heart. Well. Exactly. And I mean, so, so God said to, in, in, in scripture, uh, be holy as I am holy. And I've never seen what God wears. Uh-huh. Thank you. He's a spirit. So then let's, I mean, we, 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 we got a few uh, uh, more minutes here and Emily's been putting some stuff in the chat. So we'll um, actually, let me, let me, let me go in and scroll to one of these comments. So j- just so I can uh, get, get her perspective on this. Um, so she says she went straight from her dad's house to her husband's house. And she can say that during her first few years of marriage, she was afraid to make decisions on her own. Now, after time and learning the balance in marriage, she has learned that she is still an independent being while still working as a unit with her husband. And that is super important because, um, in, in 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 years past, and and I mean, we we've all seen it, but we've um I know Kevin and I we have seen it up close and personal firsthand that that kind of thinking where you just got to be under a man has 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 really made uh, those women that really believe that um, dependent on a man, and what and the issue is is that if the man deems the woman like if he just doesn't if he's not attracted to her anymore because he's all you know, burnt out in that sense, and he just wants to get rid of her. He just can and go get him another woman. But then that woman has no way to sub- like support her family because, especially if they have kids, w- like what can she do? So, in, in many in many of those circles, it promotes infidelity in the men because now the woman can't walk away from him at all. There, in in the modern world, we call it financial abuse. Yeah, he is yeah. unable to make any moves of her own because he controls all of the finances. Exactly. And I'm telling you right now, I'm in a singles group right now. I know. Throw your stones at me. I'm in a group right now. And most of the women there have had to <laughs> most of the women there have had to to uh, start over. Mm-hmm. They had to start over like we're talking all the way over. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they were never able or ever allowed to garner skills of their own, skill sets of their own to make them marketable. Because when you have somebody who has options, are they really gonna stay up under you when things get wiry? No. Mm-hmm. That's called financial abuse. And yeah. a lot of women, especially Christian women, have dealt with that. You, you, you see women all the time. They get divorced from their abusive husband. They have children. They get custody of the kids. What do they do? They start going to college. What you gonna go to college for? Psychology. If I had a dollar for every woman, basic woman that had a psychology degree, ladies, your money is not in psychology. It's in psychiatry. More tech. It's a big deal. Can we, can we, can we please say this? 
if you are going to go to school and you are finding yourself in this situation, and I get it, right? So here's the thing, right? So a lot of them want to go into like social, social type of work, right? And maybe you feel like you have a passion to help women who are in your same situation. But let let let's have a real conversation, okay? You're trying to raise children. You're trying to take care of yourself with the possibility that you may be single up through retirement and you're going to need to set a life for yourself. Mm -hmm. Especially retirement uh, savings accounts. Right. Retirement savings accounts and investments, IRAs, 401ks, all that stuff. Um, I'm just going to be straight up. Like the social work stuff might be noble, but that might be something to look into volunteering for. If you're going to spend the time and the money to go to school, you need to put yourself into a career field that is going to pay you more than paying the bill money. Because if you are without a man, you need pay the bill money and savings money. You mm -hmm. need pay the bill money and retirement money. Like you are essentially doing the work that having to replace two incomes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're going to and when we get to the red pill section, we're going to get to that in a, in a little bit. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk more about that because that is that's that's really key. That is really, really key. I think and, we, we, we can honestly have a whole episode on just red pill thinking and how it's it's damn. We might have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, because that that one, that's a whole I don't. Yeah, we can. Yeah. It's, it's very damaging to young men that are coming up because when when they they there's always this pursuit in majority of men to be that alpha male. Yeah. You know? Um. And honestly, honestly, there's there's good and there's bad. Um, agreed. There, there's yeah. good. And there's yeah. bad. Yes. 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 And um, I we we can really delve into that. But um, back to what I was saying. Um. Um. There, so many women have started there. You know, they're they have to start from scratch. And and things are just not great, you know. Um, so from this whole mindset we're talking about, right, the whole patriarchy and everything, it, it there's there's domino effect from that. Yeah. yeah. Justin, go for it. Are, are these some of the many women that you've talked to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the many women. I will say this, y'all. Um, <laughs> oh, when uh, I'll, I'll say this about the little player in the game, about, like I'm going to tell this, dating has really changed in the last five to six years. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, I am a, I guess you could say, I'm a modern slash traditional guy. Like I, you know, take good pieces from the modern view of relationships and good pieces from the traditional, and I meld them together. Um, the 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 problem I'm running into is is most of the women, especially single women that I run into are very, um, I don't know. I don't know how to say it without being disrespectful, but they, they're just, I don't know. They're just, they're, they're, their mind is somewhere else. They're shallow. Very shallow, very shallow. And women nowadays are, ooh, women nowadays are more hypergamous in nature. What, hi, well, you missed a kill. What is hypergamy? Hypergamy is, Women naturally want the biggest and the baddest guy around. That's what women want. Naturally. Because, and because of social media, like, for instance, the best example of this, when we were kids going to youth group and stuff, who did all the girls want? 
the Giga Chad. Everybody, all the girls wanted him. All the girls wanted him, right? Women want the biggest and the baddest. And, and because of social media, Tinder, Snapchat, women have troves of men boosting their head up, giving them a higher opinion of themselves than they really need. I'm not saying what? that you, you should have low self-esteem. No, no. Well, keep going. But I'm not saying ahead. that you should have low self-esteem, but you should not sit, you should not have this opinion of yourself that if a good man comes up to you, yeah, he doesn't make six figures. Yeah, he's not six, six, five, but he's a good guy who makes decent money. Here's the thing, well, man. Probably not too good for sorry. him. I don't, I'm sorry. Philip, you go first. I'll, I'll come after. Well, I was really going to segue because, I mean, when you talk about social media and then kind of drawing in where we started our discussion tonight about, you know, let's tackle this. Mm-hmm. Body positivity. Oh, Ooh. don't get me started on that. Oh, okay, okay. So, Should I go so, put my stuff in the laundry? <laughs> because, I mean, I, I, and I really, I mean, we, we've been going for 56 minutes, so I guess we can probably try to take the next few minutes on this. All right. So And then, so, and then, and then go to Justin's uh, 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 thought around. But, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Let me just throw this out. Yeah. All right, so there's two things that I think are very damaging, and thank God I'm not in the current dating market anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so thankful Man. to you. I, I, like it was getting bad. It was it was in bad shape when I was even when I was, and yeah. I mean, and I've been out of the game for a minute now. Five um, years. Thank God. Five years. Like I've I've been married for five years. Me and my wife have been together. This year will be eight years that we've been together. Nice. Um, in just a couple of months. So I I've been out for a, a, a long time, but but let, let let's deal with this okay there's a couple of things you're going to have to understand that are informing the mentalities of women mm-hmm. today cuz like you said something a minute ago that it, of about women about women having bigger mindsets about themselves i don't think it's men that's giving them those bigger mindsets i think it's other women mm. yeah 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 i can see that right like body positivity that's not a man's idea a woman's idea well no 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 it started out it started as a a man's idea for people who have lost limbs have been have been facially disfigured and have formed. but it started out as that and then it's today it lets someone who's obese call themselves thick (laughs) i'm not gonna say that (laughs) comment but go ahead you know what i'm saying no i will say it you know i'm Big I will say, yeah, I'm off the mark. I'm off the mark. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll you're not big-boned. You got regular size bones. <laughs> you got the same size bones as your body else, okay? It, it, it ain't no such thing as big bones. Hey. But, but, but here's my so, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me, let me, let me finish this, the comment. Hold up. You're, you're, you're coming next. All right, so, so here's, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> is, is you, number one, have have other women. You So you've got social media, right? That is propagating certain ideas and number two you have third wave feminism feminism came in three waves right and so the first wave uh, it's dealing with the suffragette movement you're talking about women having voting rights which i am a fan of and in in that way i am a feminist i believe women should have rights to vote second wave feminism dealing with like the jobs and you know having equal pay equal rights um on that now the part of it that I, i'm not a big fan of abortion mm. um yeah I'm, I'm not at all 
but that was a part of it. But for the most part, second wave feminism, I can kind of get with. But third wave feminism starts to push an idea of destroying gender roles. Mm-hmm. And, and that has been a big destroyer in marriage, uh, in marriages and, and, and in relationships in the dating market. And it's continued and continued because here's the problem is today, like you were talking about, women always want the, 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 the best, baddest guy. But back in the days, a woman would accept a good man and mm-hmm. be willing to build a family with a guy who was an average man. And they didn't have to be rich and they didn't have to be, you know, well off. But it's like, hey, can you take care of me? Can you keep food on the table? We can, we, you know, not necessarily with the guy who's going to have you slumming it up, but can you afford to buy us a home and can we live just a good, average, normal life, raise a family, have shared values? Is this, are you going to be a good man? And when, you, when they saw that opportunity, they saw that as a golden opportunity. Like that was all that, w- that was even asked for, right? But today um, with social media and women feeling, now women feel like to get an average guy that they are settling. Mm-hmm. And they they and and this and honestly like like folks for the for those of you are listening live and those of you listening on the replay, we're not exaggerating that most women feel that if they settle with a guy that makes six fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year and that's all he that's all his ambition, she believes that she's settling. Mm-hmm. A lot of women feel that way. Yes, and, but. We, we, yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, like Justin said, like, whenever you look at social media, it's that mindset, you know, that, that that's just being portrayed out there because, and, and, yeah. and, and to kind of t- tag that in with Emily's comment, you know, she said that she grew up with, with by dysmorphia or, or her mother said that she had by dysmorphia. And, um, I, I don't understand fully, uh, body dysmorphia, to be honest with you. I know what it is. So, but, so let, let me, uh, never. But whenever I'm like looking at it, like it's it's kind of like I look at that like people that say that they have like depression, you know, like it at at one point it became a common thing to have. Yes, and I and social media has caused a lot of it. Social media has caused people to have more uh, more body dysmorphia and more depression. And it's because of the number one killer of most people's happiness, and that is comparison. Yes, right. Well, uh, to all these, you know, rappers' girlfriends <laughs> and all these celebrities, and don't even get me started on the Kardashians, who all had plastic surgery. Tons of it. Books. And even the, the father. <laughs> even the father, and then they have the nerve to sell you beauty products. When they know nothing about beauty. Well, Phil, I'll, I'll say this: she, um, Emily, Emily's right. Em- Emily's right because I, it just, to yeah. some extent, I still have body dysmorphia. Because for those of you that don't know me, I lost over 150 pounds eight years ago. All right, um, like I was pushing 300, and my family started shaming me. They're like, "Dude, you're you're big. You need to lose weight." And so I started losing weight, and I lost 150 pounds, and that that was it even though now i've put on muscle and like you can see you know i don't have a huge old double chin like my face looks decent like i still think i'm that 300 pound guy 
like I look in the mirror and I still see that 300 pound guy and I can't so for the longest. I haven't been able to accept the way I look in the mirror because of body dysmorphia and diet culture is very toxic. Like she said, because, because you have all of these influencers online that are selling you these programs, these, you know, weight, these uh, waste teas and everything. And they're telling you, Oh, if you just follow this booty builder program and this, or whatever, you're going to look like me, or they imply that you're going to look like them. Yeah. When all actuality, they're taking trend. They're having trend bologna sandwiches at home. Or, or, or honestly, they might not even really look like that in real life. They no. don't, like uh, social media is all about angles. I knew a girl, the, the, the positioning, like as a photographer, I know how to make things look good. As a matter of fact, I think it was like a year and a half, two years ago. I went around the city of Fairbanks where I live in, and I just took pictures, right? Now, mind you, Fairbanks is not a pretty place <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie. Like, of all the places I've lived, I feel like I, th I think Fairbanks is the ghettoist. And if you're from Fairbanks, I'm sorry. I really, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, come on, Alice. Just, cool, did. Um, so it's kind of ghetto. But I went out, I took pictures, right? I edited them, I posted them on social media. Everybody said, dude, you make Fairbanks look way better than it is. And I'm just like, you got me thinking, way, way too many people do that on social media. Mm -hmm. Look at that and think that's how they are. That's the real thing. Yeah. When they're just posting it to get gassed up. And this, yeah. this kind of goes back to why I brought up body positivity is because whenever it goes into like the whole modesty movement and et cetera, et cetera, I am a firm believer that if you are trying to have body, or if you're trying to be positive about your own body, other people don't need to see it. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm not going to tell you what to post and what you shouldn't post. But what I am going to say is if you are trying to love your body, why does everybody know that? I mean, that has nothing to do with the rest of us. And no, it if, if yeah. you are requiring the validation of other people to boost up you loving your body, you're kind of defeating the point. Yeah, and that leads, I feel like, to more body dysmorphia because you're seeking validation from everybody else. Because from, I, I guess, Caleb said, like he just explained that he has or or he had body dysmorphia, which basically means that you can't accept that you look like you, you think that you're something else, like your past or like with your past self or something like that. You think you're that, and whenever you just do stuff for the validation of other people, it gives you this false perspective that you are what you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it leads now, to more mental issues. Just to set the record straight, ladies, um, you know, Caleb's a very nice looking guy. He lifts weights and all that. He loves the Lord. He's in the army. Um, you know, he's single. He has no kids, no drug addictions. Um, so what I'm trying to say is I think the way he said it earlier was dragging the wagon. Um, if you are single with no kids and you're dragging the wagon, um, please hit up Caleb in his DMs. Here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing, y'all. Um, I know some some ladies are going to listen to our previous comments and think that we're against body positivity. We are not. We, we no, are, no. but what no. I will say is this, ladies. What I will say is this: people are so. I've looked at the, you know, the anti-diet culture folks, like the, um, what Lizzo, 
Sorry. Um, Sorry. Like Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo or um, his name. But like, oh, it's body positivity. Here's the thing. Body positivity is when um, is when you are happy with the body that you are in. Agreed. Agreed. Also, but you're also trying to better yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Let me let me tell you all something. Here's something. Here's a realization that I had to come to. If it helps, get off of Instagram because that's where it happens. It brings a lot of anxiety. At other people's bodies and thinking you have to get there. What you have to do is what I'm doing is I'm just lifting weights. I'm eating good and trying to do some cardio. And however, however I look based on my genetics is how I'm going to look. And I'm going to accept that. Don't get into this mindset like I did where you go on Instagram and, oh, he's lifting like I am, so I got to look like him. And then you, you're, you're, you're spinning your wheels and you're not looking like that person. Body positivity is not only being comfortable in the skin that you have, but it is also bettering yourself. And I'm telling you guys right now, for those of you who are anti-diet culture, here's the thing. Visceral fat will kill you. Fat around yes. the heart, this is scientific. This is not a misogynistic opinion. This is scientific. Visceral fat will kill you. Now, if you're a this person- This goes for men, too. Yeah, and this goes for men, too. Like, fellas, you're, first of all, fellas- This, this, fellas, is, not for, this is not just for women. No. Fellas, if, you're, if you are criticizing the way women look, and you look like an absolute slob- I mean, men, men, men in, in general shouldn't be criticizing how a woman looks, unless you're her personal trainer. And, and here's the thing, fellas, on the whole Brian Swab thing. Your advice. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, fellas, on the whole Brian Swab thing. Why do you care about what another woman does? Why? But like, the, and, and, and that's, and, and to, to, I mean, we've been going for about an hour and 10 minutes, so we'll wrap it up. To go back to that, we, I, I, I really want to stress the fact, and it, it has taken me, especially over the, over the, the, the course of like the past elections and everything and people voicing their opinions, especially women. Um, it's taken me not too long to realize that the way I was raised into uh, projecting my opinion that women should do this and women should do that is wrong. Um, it's not my place to tell a woman what she should do with her appearance and her body. Now, here's the thing. I, 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 ha I have my beliefs. As you all know, I am Pentecostal. I'm a Pentecostal minister. I, uh, I mean, just saying that, most of you already know what I believe. But the difference between me and a lot of other people is I can tell you what I believe, but more importantly, I can tell you why I believe it in an accurate biblical context. I'm not going to tell you that you can't wear pants because the Bible says that a man should not, or that a woman should not wear a garment that pertains to a man. That is an out of context use of scripture. Mm -hmm. So then, like that, that in itself, like forget what you're talking about. But when you when you use the Bible out of context, I take that as a more serious offense than any than just about anything else. If I'm being honest with you, because what people have done is they have used the Bible to oppress people, especially people of color and women, for hundreds of years. And I personally am sick of it. So I'm going to look in the Bible, look in the context and see what it says correctly. And then I will present to you what I believe. And, and you know, like, like I said, with, with the Pentecostal beliefs, 
it's not, I'm not just saying that just because, you know, oh yeah, we just, uh, you know, we holy ghost hunt talking all running, you know, I'm not just like, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what I believe and I'm going to tell you why I believe it because most of the, like the Bible makes sense. Like, let's not sit up here and pretend that the Bible is just some abstract book that you have to have a, like a, a theological degree to understand. No, you don't. You really don't. If you, if you, if you, if you, yeah, if you do it in, in context and you exegete properly, the Bible makes sense. So we don't we don't have to sit here and, and do all and, and, and be like, oh, I wonder what the Bible meant when it said that every every slave must obey their masters. It was not talking about black people should 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 obey the white people that were enslaving them for hundred for four hundred years. It not wasn't about that. When you read the Bible in the in the correct context, you will actually get uh, the, the real meaning, the real wisdom behind the scripture so yes. uh yeah anyways to wrap all that up and then i'll pass it to uh justin for your for your final thoughts um i just want to say that yeah it is not uh men's place to tell women what should what they should do and it's also very toxic for us to sit here and act like women do everything just for men um don't think that way that's mm. also, also very immature like oh women shouldn't like you wear this or you do this for men like no nah, sometimes she just wants to do stuff because she likes doing it. Like, okay, let's not let's not get carried away with thinking that everything women do has to be for a man or in some way, shape, or form or capacity. That is not the case. Um, but I also wanted to say that this is a dialogue that people need to be respectful about. If you go on Brian Suave's Twitter, it is not respectful at all. <laughs> I mean, he he seems to be trying to be respectful as much as he can. But when people just get into the whole insulting each other and get into the whole this and and don't sit down and actually have a dialogue about why you think what you think, how you grew up and why, like that's why you think the way you think. Like when people can't understand where each other is coming from to come to some sort of compromise, there is always going to be war. There is always going to be hatred. Um, yeah. and I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you uh, for your closing thoughts. So, um, Man, I mean, as, as it relates to the post, first of all, this has been a great conversation. Um, and, and again, um, I want to make sure I let you know, you know, young ladies, if you're single, uh, hit Caleb up. Um, <laughs> we're trying to get him married. Um, <laughs> Going to a singles conference tomorrow, but that's for pure um, entertainment. Anyway. But uh, I also want to let, yeah, you don't want to, never mind. Um, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> um and, you know, also, I mean, I want you to know, you know, you'll, you, you'll, you'll have the opportunity to travel the world. I mean, he's, I mean, this is the man right here. Man right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but on the real, you know, this conversation has been great. Um, I, I want to highlight a couple of things that we've said tonight. Number one is um, when it comes down to purity, like, well, Okay, we, I'm not. No, you know, I'm not even gonna talk about purity. We'll talk about it another time. Yeah, yeah, we can actually talk about that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch that tonight. But what I do want to say, when it comes to modesty, I think we need to rethink what modest is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. many, at least, in the more on the more conservative side, because yeah. a lot of what we call modest, like let's be honest, so you tell people, you know, wear a skirt. For example, you tell women they have to wear a skirt, and and then you know, I don't see how a nice pair of pants is worse than a skin tight skirt or dress. You really want to be modest, be Amish. <laughs> I mean, really. And and I, I think if if your motivation is to stop men's lust, 
It's not going to work if because if they have lust, they have lust, and and then we also need to redefine lust. Yeah, yeah. Because as a man and for women as well, we all have different body shapes yeah. or body types or colors or hair or eyes um, or you know, there's different things that we like and having an appreciation for that is not sinful. No, no. It's not sinful. And it's not lust to for some to see someone that has, you know, a, a nice shape or you like their the way that their face looks or, you know, you like this guy's muscles or you like the symmetry of his face. Like that is not sinful. That is not lust. And so I think we have to go into really start to actually delve into uh, giving ourselves accurate definitions for these different things. Right. Um, And then to push it just a little bit more and I'll stop, I think here would be as it pertains to men telling women um, what to do. I, you know, here's the thing, right? So I don't, I think, it doesn't necessarily matter whether you're right or whether you're wrong. As a man, you have to be careful with how you present the convert, the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's maybe where Brian kind of missed it. Or maybe he didn't miss it and maybe it was intentional to get a rise out of people. Probably. I mean, he probably did. You know, the man who knows? gained like 3,000 followers in the past two days. So, you know, a lot of things these days are used for marketing. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's very possible. But what, what, regardless of what his motives are, I think as a man, if we're trying to, if our intentions and motives are to add to the dialogues and conversations and to be of benefit to the people around us with the things that we share, if you know something is going to be a sensitive topic, you need to be mindful of how you do that. And, and maybe you need to speak with a woman before presenting something like that and get their input and see you know i think that's important what is it what like how does it make you feel when we post this because like at the end of the day women are are, are very emotionally driven like men we tend to be more based off of thoughts mm-hmm. and you know our senses of logic and women tend to be more driven based off of how a thing makes them feel and you can't just put things out there and not think that it's going to make certain people feel a certain type of way given the cultural climate that we're that we're dealing with so um that would just be my thing is just to keep in mind if your intentions are actually to help be watchful of the way that you present it because you know as a man um it's very easy for you to be misread. And I I would like to think that Brian was trying to be of assistance and really trying to help, but I I don't think he understood how to go about that in a manner that was actually going to be beneficial. And instead you kind of go viral as a laughing stock or as a joke or as an offense. Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't understand how to present something in the right way. Yeah. So that's kind of where 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 I would leave it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's like really super important with the with the um, like presenting things in a way that like especially as a pastor, 
as a minister, even as just a Christian, if you're going to put a statement out there, you have to first think, like, what if, like, someone who's not in church sees this? Like, what if this goes viral? Will the world take this in the way that I intend for it to? Yeah. And many people, I'll pass it to Caleb after this, but many people always say, like, oh, you need to do stuff and as if God was sitting there watching you because he is. But I think it's even worse to not consider if sinners or worldly people are also watching. Mm -hmm. That's what you're trying to reach. God knows you. He knows you. He knows your inclinations. Mm -hmm. He knows he knows your heart. The world don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and maybe God isn't watching. I, this is going to mess somebody up. Uh, he already knows. He, yeah, he already knows. So it's like you're doing stuff like, oh, God's watching, but you need He's to He's already stuff. seen it. You need you need to do stuff for the people that aren't saved and their eyes. What they what they perceive from the from the you know the Christian church. Because yeah, if you if you if you do stuff and disregard how people view you that aren't in church, that will affect the way you witness. And with that, I'm gonna pass it out. Let me let me throw this in really quick. Emily just said something. She said, misunderstood the assignment. Mm -hmm. And what I want to suggest is some of us need to be watchful of what we put out because yep. maybe it's not our assignment at all. That's a, That's a good one. That is a good one. Everybody is not a social media prophet or preacher. Stop that. Stop selling prayer. No, Stop sir. that. Anyways, Caleb, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can go on for hours on this topic, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. Gentlemen, I don't care how conservative you are. It is not your place to tell a woman what to do. It's not. Now, there's a lot of nuance to that statement because if a woman wants to be told what to do, then go for it. But to solicit, to unsolicitly display your opinion to women who do not want to know your opinion, you're out of line. Yeah. You're completely out of line. Out of it's pocket. not your job. Like it makes, and honestly, I'm just going to be honest. It's not, it makes absolutely no sense for you as a conservative Christian male to go tell a woman who doesn't even believe in God that she's going to hell and she needs to stop wearing um, illicit uh, clothing. That is the most useless thing you could ever do. Because she's going to give you the middle finger and then say, this is why I'm not a Christian. So yeah. you, what Philip and Justin were saying, you need to be watchful of what you post. Some things are only for your mind and some things are only for your curated audience. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm preaching the gospel. That's not your lane, fam. Sorry. It's not gospel. It's, it's, it's you. That is not gospel. Like, we all need, we all need to stop throwing that word around. So Please! Stop like, that. Like, why am I gospel? No, you're not. Minister, stop that. Stop like, that. you're literally only saying your opinion, and you're being very hurtful. There, are, are, there some, are there some women that, that I have seen that will go into very conservative um, Christian denominations, and they want to wear long, big, flowy skirts? They want to not cut their hair, like they, they they hear all the rules and regulations, they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. Great. Let can I yeah. let me let me share a story. Yeah, go ahead. 
I, I was at a church and I saw this experience. I, I was at a church and a lady came in off the street and you could tell she didn't have much money. She came to the church and this isn't a story I heard. I, I, I saw this with my own eyes. And what she had on when she came to the service was a tank top and her breasts were out and she had on some booty shorts. She mm -hmm. had some flip flops. She came to the service. Oh dear. And she came and told the people, she's like, I'm looking for prayers. So they said, okay, come on, sit in our service. And instead of immediately asking her, what do you need prayer for? Instead of somebody taking her and praying with her, someone brought a blanket over to her and told her to cover up. Wow. Um, that, that has stuck with me for years since I saw that because, of course, after a little while, the woman left the service. Mm. She never got prayer. Mm. Nobody knew what she needed prayer for. Mm -hmm. And wow. this is why these types of standards to me can be damaging. Wow. It's because it's bigger than the people who are already in our churches. Yes. It's deeper oh, than that. Yes. It's it's the people that you have not reached yet. It's the people that you have the potential to help that these things that don't make a heaven or hell difference are holding us back from mm -hmm. being able to affect. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh it's it's just fellas, we that's not our or let me not just say fellas, Christians in general. It's not our place. To be over opinionated. It's exactly. We need to go outside the four walls because I'm just gonna drop a bomb here and then we're gonna we're gonna shoot off. Preaching to the choir, preaching at conferences is not doing jack squat for the kingdom. That is that is not preaching the gospel to everybody. How, how are you a, how are you tending to your community? You know, the people across the tracks that you don't want to do mission work with unless there's strings attached to it, how is that affecting them? It's not affecting them because you got to pay $50 or so to get into a conference. It's how are they going to afford that? How you are know, we taking care of our widowed? How are we taking care of our orphans? You claim gotta, to be life. Let me stop. Let me stop. All I'm saying is it's bigger than you, your opinion, and your denomination. Yeah, I got to so I'm 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 going to I'm going to just insert this very this very short story. Um so 2 weeks ago, 3 weeks, 2 or 3 weeks ago I preached. It was a Friday night service. I preached a Friday night service. And um we had many visitors in that service. Um many people I didn't see before, but one person that had been there once before and just wanted to come back out of curiosity. He is um kind of a denomination floater, religion floater. She doesn't She's not solid in any kind of belief, but she knows about a lot of religions and she is curious about ours and why we believe what we believe in, et cetera, et cetera. So that night she was there seeing me preach. Um, and then there was also these, these other two men. Um, and I'll tell you who they were after the service. But so I, I got done preaching, you know, and I, I go down and I'm talking to my wife and then she comes up with her friend and she said, can I just run something by you? And I said, yeah, she was like, when you were preaching, I saw like this man who was a little bit taller than you and he 
had broad shoulders and he just walked up on the platform and just stood behind you as you were preaching. And I told her, well, I mean, what you saw was an angel because nobody actually came up on the stage with me. But what you saw was an angel, you know? Mind you, she ain't in church like, 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 like we are, you know what I'm saying? Mm. She is, uh, she would be classified as in the world in most religious circles. She would be classified as in the world. And that's what she saw. And she said that that served as a confirmation for her to come back to get more of what I was preaching that night. Because the, the topic of my, of my, of my, uh, of, of my sermon was the God of the conjunction. And I was talking about how your story can be going one way, but God can change your story to be a different way. Um, and then she said that, um, she was asking if I was going to be preaching any, anytime soon. And I told her that she's, she's, uh, she's like youth aged. Uh, she's like, I think she's 17, 18. And she said that, uh, she was asking if, if I was going to be teaching or preaching anytime soon. So I said, yes, I'm going to be teaching a, a new series on doctrine, um, discuss, discussing what we believe and why we believe it. And it's going to start, uh, it's actually starting tomorrow. And she's like, okay, I want to come back for that series because I need to know. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was talking about this, you know, culture or talking about this mindset that Brian Suave had, I guarantee you she wouldn't come back. Nope. I guarantee you that would have sent her away and scared her away. But because I preached the gospel, the the real gospel, she now wants what I was talking about. Good news. Good what? news. Thank you. That's what the gospel is, is good, good news. There was these, other, there was these other two men. They were not from our denomination, but they were from the church down the street. I don't think we've ever talked to them. I've never personally met them. I didn't even know who they were. But afterward, they said, man, you, you, were, you were preaching real good. I might, well, we might have to you know, use you to come down to our church and preach too because we need some good gospel preaching. And I was like, this is the effect that preaching the gospel has mm-hmm. on people that you're trying to reach. If you're preaching your opinions, it's never going to work. Well, Philip, Philip, you want to know why people stopped preaching the gospel and started preaching all they started chasing all of these. Um, what, what do I call it? these rabbits? These uh, doomsday rabbits is because the gospel is too simple to them that it's gotten boring to them. Yeah. Not only that, but let, let's have this conversation. Not only is the gospel very simple but most of them don't understand the kingdom. Yeah. And if you don't understand the kingdom, you can't preach the gospel. Not only that, but also if I'm really preaching the gospel, I have to allow the Holy Ghost to change people. Absolutely. Amen. And And, 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 I hate hate the misconception that people say, oh, when you preach the truth, People aren't going to flock to your church. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Jesus preached no. on the mount and he preached to thousands of people. Don't tell okay. me that when you preach truth, people don't like the truth. You're preaching. And, your and then let's, like let's push it. Right. Because the next thing that they will say in rebuttal to your statement that you just made is for when he said, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. then he was left with 12 and the 70 left him. But, but here's my argument is Jesus had at that time 70 close followers that walked away. This exactly. was not the masses. Was furthermore, f- 
furthermore, you say you saying he was left with 12 doesn't line up with the fact that when he told them go to the upper room and wait, they started off with 500 in the upper room. And, and 500 goes to 120. And 120 goes to 3,000. So were they not preaching the truth on the day of Pentecost? The Bible were they says. not preaching the truth on the uh, at the gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter 3 when on top of the 3,000 in chapter 2, another 5,000 were saved? We're talking about Acts chapter 1, 2, and 3. And now there's 8,000 people that uh, have come out of Jesus's ministry since his ascension. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, it, it, were they not preaching the truth when they went uh, to... Um, in Acts chapter 10, when Peter was preaching to, uh, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but to, um, the, um, to the Gentile, Cornelius. Cornelius, thank you, sir, uh, at Cornelius's house, and, and they saw them filled with the Holy Ghost. The entire book of Acts was the truth. What, what, was Philip not teaching the truth when he met the Ethiopian man? And that Ethiopian man went to Africa and started the Ethiopian church and the gospel was in Africa before it was in Europe and black people were Christians before white people. Were they not preaching the truth? <laughs> but this man is spitting facts at y'all. So don't tell bars, bars. So, so what I'm saying is stop telling people that the truth repels hungry souls. No, what the Bible actually says is that the truth Shall will set you, set you free, free. <laughs> and that's 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 what the Bible says. It never says nothing. The gospel is liberating. Here, real quick, let, you want to know what repels people? You want to know what repels people? Your opinion, your opinion, and manipulation. That's legalism. Legalism. Oh, they because, don't. Like, they don't like when you call them out for that. No, <laughs> you know. And the thing is, is the gospel is liberation, and the gospel. God's love has absolutely no, no conditions. So yes, if yes. we are ambassadors for Christ, mm. why are we setting our, why are we only loving people with conditions when Christ died for you and loves you any way? But nobody to wants to come to your church and hear a million ways to go to hell. Exactly. No, 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 no. A million ways to go to hell. The reason. A million ways to die. The reason why we going in on this is because we are really passionate about souls. We yes. are passionate about souls, and every Christian should be. And that was kind of the whole point. I mean, I know we we went over time to go into this really important section, honestly, because I'm glad that we took the time to kind of clarify some of this misconception that's out there. That, but really, when it boils down to it, to it, preach the gospel. And we're gonna tackle some other um, some other hot topics in our next episodes. But uh, those of you that did join us, Emily, of course, as always, you are just our favorite person in the world. Thank you for always being here, always supporting us, and to everyone that has viewed us live and everyone that is going to view it um, or listen to it later on. Thank you, thank you for your support, and we really do challenge you to uh, comment your opinion, whether you agree or disagree, this is not an echo chamber. We we ex we, we expect and respect um, dialogue and we want to hear everybody's perspective yes. because everybody has a perspective and it is 100% valid. So thank you all for joining us. Um, we are definitely gonna try to make this a more of a regular thing now that uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're, we're, we're all back on regular schedules now. So uh, we're gonna try to make this a regular thing again to, to start pushing out some more of these really, really good discussions. Yeah with you. So thank you for joining us.
And 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 Caleb is not only on Facebook, but he is also on Instagram. So he's on Instagram. <laughs> Go ahead and add him on Instagram at Rocky Junior. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm just chilling and um, trying to love on people and work and stack bread. So, um, but thank you, thank you all for joining us, man. Um, we'll see y'all next time. More grace. More grace. Love y'all. We love y'all. Stay safe. God bless.